Hi ladies, welcome to the Women Who Soar show, where I talk about the power and freedom of being vulnerable and truly authentic. Whether you are looking for guidance, are in need of affirmation, or evaluating your own power and freedom, you are in a safe space here. Let's get raw and real together. Welcome to the show. Hi, ladies. Howdy. Hello, hello. I am out in the wilderness camping for two weeks and just having a ball hanging out at the campsite around the fire, reading books, walking the dogs, enjoying the fresh air and all the greenery, and just feeling really blessed that I have this simple life that allows me to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And that's the topic today, um, is doing what we want to do when we want to do it. (laughs) And how that was never, ever the case. Um, And I honestly never thought it would be the case. I never thought I'd have the freedom that I have now in my life. I always thought that I would be tied to something um, or trapped to something or strapped to something. Always, 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 always. I never, ever thought that I'd really have freedom to do whatever the heck I wanted to do. And it be a byproduct of right living. And I say it, have it be a byproduct of right living because that's what I, all I ever wanted. All I ever wanted was freedom and to do whatever I wanted to do. And I just recently spoke um, and shared my story um, on another podcast, which is coming out soon. And um, I wanted to to bring that to, to my Women Who Soar podcast and to my audience here and talk about, and talk about that, um, for all the women out there that have been trapped, have been unable to do whatever they want to do. Is it, is it something that you has been self-induced Or is it a situation that's absolutely out of your control? And I've had both in my life. I've had both. I've had the self-induced trap and I've had the, this is out of my control trap. And both of them, both of those, those situations and circumstances in my life and during that time, um, I was unable to do whatever the heck I wanted to do. (laughs) And that went on for years. So let's see. Let's see if you can relate to any of this. Because like I said, I never thought I'd have the freedom that I have today. And if I did, I sure as heck didn't think that I would be spending it camping. (laughs) Um, Boy, oh boy. So, you know, I, I found myself trapped. Wanting freedom so badly, wanting freedom so badly when I was a young girl and thinking that I could get freedom through the thrill and through the excitement. And so I, I, 
I I ran that, you know, I I I ran that ride or I ran that road. I took that, I took that and ran with it, um, thinking that if I if I could get a thrill, if I could have excitement, then that would give me freedom. And for me, the thrill and the excitement meant to um over um overdo overdo everything and overdo everything ended up meaning that I was looking for a lot of instant gratification and if I could have instant gratification then I could have freedom and instant gratification for me was more of whatever I had in front of me so a drink a drug a man or a cookie is what I always said you name it and I want more of it and what ended up happening through those years when when drink a drug a man or a cookie took hold is instead of it giving me freedom it i was surrounded by fear so instead of freedom i was surrounded by fear and so fear really ruled my life for for many years fear ruled my life and i didn't have freedom at all and that fear was because I, I was absolutely an active, active alcoholic. And so when I got sober, <laughs> when I start craving sober and learning how to deal with life on life's terms, I started to have to deal with actual responsibilities. And so, of course, when I'm dealing with actual responsibilities, of course, I don't feel like I have freedom because I have to deal with responsibilities, responsibilities like going to work and taking care of my kids and then eventually taking care of my mom. And then these responsibilities got to be pretty heavy um, because I just kept on taking on more responsibilities. And some of them were absolutely by choice, like my profession. And I found I found myself overachieving and high performing and all of those high pressure, high profile words. Um, and that also seemed to be a thrill and it seemed to be exciting, but it also kept me trapped in fear. So there's like a, you know, a trend here, right? So for years, I, 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 I overachieved and high performed and lived in this pressure cooker and I did not have freedom. And again, you know, I was sober and I have always been in active and 12 step recovery, but again, I was living in fear. And I didn't really know what it was like to not live in fear. It was a normal, it was normal. It was a norm for me. It was comfortable. I mean, fear was not comfortable, but it was what I knew. It was my norm. It's like being in a, um, it's it's like being in an abusive relationship and knowing that you shouldn't be in it, but it's all that you know. Um, and so for those those years, I didn't really know that I didn't have you know freedom. I just know that I, I did what I had to do, which was all of those responsibilities. And one day that fear got so great um, that I started to have panic attacks on the regular. And I just was triggered with them one day. Um, 
you know, the fear got so great. I was triggered with them one day and they lasted for like three years. And I've, uh, you know, I've, a family of, of my family is, is an advocate for supporting um, our mental health and, and taking care of ourselves when, when, when something happens, right. There's, there's in my family, we all struggle with some type of, of neuro something. And, um, so when I was diagnosed with panic attack disorder, I didn't connect the dots that it was due to the fear that I was living, the environment that I was putting myself in, that I was putting myself in this environment of not asking for help, of doing everything myself, of staying in this pressure cooker, telling myself I couldn't get out of it. And so this panic just, I lived with it. And I lived with this panic for three years. It was really bad. And I say really bad that it was, I couldn't get into a car without having a panic attack really bad. And, um, you know, what, what ended up curbing that was, what ended up curbing, curbing that um, was being forced out of my job situation. So when I finally lost my job, <laughs> that's when it connected that, oh, I'm having these panic attacks because of the, the work, the load that I have been putting myself through. I really didn't know it was that bad. So if you can relate to that, um, I totally get it and beyond get it. Um, we truly can like have PTSD from the workload that we put ourselves in and why we think it's okay. You know, we have to just step up and do that, you know? So here I go from this 12 year old girl who wanted the thrill and excitement and freedom to a 40 year old woman that can't get into a car because she's having panic attacks so badly because of her work environment and the stress that she's putting on herself. That's what I'm doing. So when I lost my job, I, you know, I ended up working through all of that. Um, and, and all of these things they come to, I tell you, I, um, I tell you all of these things because today I sat with a client who was so discontent with herself and so full of judgment because she can't get past some of the things that has happened to her, with her, um, in her life, because of judgment and criticism of others and from herself, from others and herself. And when we look at that for what it really is, when we look at the crosses that we bear and the situations that we go through and the experiences that we live through if we can look at hindsight as a virtue and we can look at those 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 life situations as an opportunity to show up and serve someone else those situations then become blessings so when i roll the dice and say okay i'm rolling the dice do i want to do i want a different if i could start over would i start over do I regret any of that? I honestly would hand you the dice and say, nope, I'm good. Because all those experiences took me to a place where I now 
get to chill. (laughs) You know, it's, it's not my turn anymore. Um, When I say it's not my turn anymore is it was my turn for all those years. It was my turn to do the hard things and to walk that life. And now it's not my turn anymore. It's my turn to, to live this simple life and help women walk through their hard stuff. And I thought, you know, I thought when I eventually got freedom, which I have now, that freedom would look like thrill and excitement. And freedom for me looks like looking out my window and knowing that I have this really simple, simple life where I get to do what I want to do, which is sit at my camper for two weeks, love on my dogs, love on my kids, love on my husband, love on my clients, and live this simple life. Who knew? So that's what I wanted to share with all you all of you today. It was a little bit of a, a personal personal adventure story today versus the let's talk about prospecting and let's talk about sales and let's talk about building our businesses. <laughs> I like to bring in some diversity, right? So yeah, if you are um if you have if you you're living in any of that fear or you may be even in denial and don't even know it, I'm here. You know how to get to me. You know how to reach me. I'm here, Um, and I'm here for you. All right, ladies. Thanks so much for listening. I so appreciate having listeners, so I'm not just, you know, rambling on to myself. So, um, yeah, podcast goes on the more that you listen. (laughs) Thanks. Leave a review and subscribe. Oh, and of course, go soar. Thank you so much for listening to the Women Who Soar podcast hosted by Dora Rankin. If you'd like to find out more, you can join the Women Who Soar Women Making Money Facebook group or online at gypsysoulcoaching.com. Thank you again. And until the next episode.